Ain't nobody gonna hand you nothing. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no championship. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no title. So this is my year. I end. This is my year. Listen to me. Say, be phenomenal. This is it. I want you to chant it out. This is it. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. One, two, three. Be phenomenal. Be forgotten. Welcome to the Southern Blitz College Football Podcast. Buckle up as we preview the biggest college football games across the South, along with your top five matchups of the week. Here are your hosts, Jordan Wallace and Drew Waddell. Welcome back to the Southern Blitz Podcast. It is a somber occasion as we uh we mourn the loss of uh OU and Arkansas's football seasons this week um God, the good the bad the ugly we're gonna we're gonna get into all of it there's a whole lot of ugly to get into but we're we're gonna talk about it Drew where, where do we start well, well real quick Jordan I mean we've got a lot of listeners that are honestly just hanging on their every on your every breath, waiting to hear. I mean, do do we have some new deliveries in the world at this point, my friend? <laughs> we do. We hey, that's that was the only good that happened. You know, are you are you sleep are you sleep talking right now? Are you sleepwalking? Oh. Are you here? You know what? I, I'm so sleep deprived that I had a nightmare that oh, you got just destroyed by TCU. But I know that can't be accurate. <laughs> so that is a true story, my friend. True story. No, the uh, yeah, the twins came on Wednesday of last week, uh, about six minutes apart. But everybody's healthy. Mama's healthy. Um, it was it was quite the day. Uh, I was actually planning on leaving for the day to go see some clients, and uh, my wife Brittany had gone to grab just a, a grocery pickup she came home and and I, I had waited around so that I could help her kind of put some groceries away and take them in from the car so she's not lifting anything heavy but she's like I'm, I'm having a lot of contractions so I was like okay well, I was like I'll get everything unloaded I got knock out a couple of emails and then I'll hang around well she kept having them so we went up to the hospital they monitored her for an hour she has about 15 contractions in that time Drew but they check her and she's still four centimeters dilated like she was on Monday. So they're like, no, nah, you're good. Go home. And, and you know, we're, we're kind of like, really? This, this sure felt like it. So anyway, we, we go home. We grab Chick-fil-A on the way because why not? Um, we get home and about two hours later, we're on our way back to the hospital. And my wife is dying in the car. I mean, it was, it was not fun to watch. Um, but literally two hours later, we get back to the hospital they check her again. Now she's gone from four centimeters to nine centimeters. And they're like, oh, those babies are coming. So it, uh, yeah, fast and furious. But we, we, got, we were able to get an epidural just in time. Um, and then they took her into the, the OR. And, man, both those babies just one after another. No C-section, not, uh, we, uh, natural birth, but they were six minutes apart. So Come on. it was a... It was a yeah, it was an interesting day, but they're like I said, everybody's healthy, everybody's good, so we're happy. Over overachieving kids already, man. I'm telling yeah. you, there you go. And and you, we already knew you had an overachieving wife. I mean, she, yeah, she's she's well, also of course she you. she landed me definitely overachieving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I might have teed you up for that. I feel like I yeah. might have teed you up for that. I don't know. Luckily, my wife doesn't waste her time by listening to our podcast, so <laughs> I won't either. pay for that. 
but uh, no, and you know, I I, I kind of joked about it. I was like, well, you know, after the K State loss last week, I was like, my wife held these twins in so that they didn't have to come into the world and have their first OU game be a loss. <laughs> And instead, we get into probably the worst OU loss I can remember in recent history. I mean, statistically, it was right. Statistically, it was. I mean, for the for who it was. I mean, obviously, OU had a bad showing against LSU, but that was a Joe Burrow freak team um, in the playoff a couple years ago. This is just. I mean, TCU is a good team. Don't get me wrong, but man, this is Oklahoma we're talking about, and they just got punched in the mouth repeatedly. And they rolled over this time and just took it. So I don't know where they go from here. Um, it's not going to get any easier. The Big 12 is just – there's no – I don't know that there's a great team necessarily, but, man, it is a very strong conference this year. I mean, when you're, your typical doormat's Kansas and they're undefeated and ranked, you know you've got your hands full. So, you know, we'll see what happens this upcoming week. We don't know what happened after the big hit on Dylan Gabriel – we don't know if he's going to even have their starting quarterback. Um, you know, he's right now he's in con- in concussion protocol, so we'll see. But that would be just a catastrophic loss because their backup Davis Bevel is not so good at the football. Yeah, what do you, um, what do you take on that that hit, Jordan? What do you think about the hit on Gabriel? You know, the frustrating thing is it's it's a dirty hit, but it's not anything extremely egregious. The the thing that kind of gets to me is it's a pattern. Um, over the last six years, OU's lost four key players. I mean, names you'll know. Baker Mayfield, Joe Mixon, D.D. Westbrook, and now Dylan Gabriel. All those in the last six years on targeting penalties that all got TCU linebackers or backup linebackers ejected, but OU lost their star player in those games. Um, all four of them were knocked out of the game after a direct hit to the head. So I'm not saying TCU's dirty, but if you say it, I'm not going to argue. So <laughs> I, I, I thought it was borderline dirty, uh, personally. Um, but yeah, I thought it could have gone either way. And it was a shame that he had to come out of that game. But, you know, the thing the Razorbacks and the Sooners have in common at this point is defense is very, very optional, my friend, <laughs> at, at this moment. Well, and, they need to uh, take the other option, then, if they've got the option. Yeah, yeah. I share in your sympathies because it is – it is extremely difficult uh, to watch that when it's going that far south, especially – and, again, we're not knocking TCU at this point, but, you know, a team that we fully expected OU to turn around and beat uh, in Dallas. Uh, but, you know, hey, give credit where credit is, is due. I mean, they, they played well, they played hard, and they, they didn't just win, man. They, they, they dominated. They dominated. That, and that's the other aspect is I've never seen that many busts from an OU defense. I mean, there's been times where OU's defense has not played well, obviously, but that game was just, you know, wide open receiver after wide open receiver. and Nobody was there. They just, OU tried to do a lot of things. And again, with the Brent Venable system, he is known for having one of the most complex and complicated defensive schemes. And there's a reason why he's such a great defensive mind. However, like we talked about last week, those things take time. So I, I will caution OU fans to panic. Those things take time. I, I I don't know what you do right now other than to cut a lot of that stuff out for this week against Texas. I mean, you've got to just go back to your base defense for the most part and let guys make plays because um, they clearly don't know what they're doing half the time right now. 
Yeah. But yeah. Luckily, hey, you know what? OU's defense wasn't the only one that didn't know what the heck they were doing. So let's <laughs> come on, Drew. I know you're I ready pe- to talk about. Are, are, are you passing the was. buck? Are you passing the buck onto me here? I mean, I, you know, I, I, I what, what if I wasn't prepared to talk about this? I mean, my heart I is still in shambles. Cried out. <laughs> cried out. Oh, George. I don't you know, know why you're in shambles. You know, this it was Bama. Y'all were yeah. y'all were going to lose to Bama. Come on, A and M game um, shouldn't be the game that you're more upset about anyway. Amen to that. Well, and that's that's the truth when you get to the root of the whole issue. But you know, if I if I told you these things, Jordan, if I told you the first drive there would be an interception that we they would turn the ball over to us, if then I told you that Bryce Young would get hurt in the second quarter and a backup quarterback comes in for Alabama. And then third, if I told you that we had cut it to, you know, 28 to 23 in the third quarter with all the momentum in the world and all yep. we had to do was make a stop on on third and 15 backed up into their own territory. I mean, you would – you you're a betting guy. Would you bet money that Arkansas, well, they've got a darn good shot at pulling this off, huh? I well, mean, I, I definitely would have taken them with the 17 points at that, at that spot. Yes. But they didn't uh, even well, cover that. They didn't cover that. You know, I remember I looked at my dad about – Midway through the third quarter. And, you know, it's like we kind of gave ourselves that look like, hey, we're, we might just freaking do this, you know? I mean, it was like we, we might actually do that. Now, the, the sad part was that whole situation lasted for about five minutes after uh, after their backup quarterback took it to the house, Milrow, who gave him a lot of credit. I mean, he came in and steadied the ship and played well. But, you know, Arkansas, a lot like Oklahoma at this point, I, I hate to admit it, because I really honestly did not expect to be in this position at this point in the season. The a and you, you hit the, the nail dead on the head, Jordan. The A&M loss is crushing because here's the deal. You beat A&M the week before, you lose to Alabama, no big deal, right, in the next week. Yep. I mean, that's, that's forgivable. It is what it is. But, look, man, I mean, the defense was atrocious again, 555 yards, much of that to a backup quarterback. I mean, the fans are going to say it all day. Was there holding going on all day? Was there holding on the play where Milrow ran for 77 yards? There probably was. But at the end of the day, our defense did not play good enough. And honestly, you know, KJ did not play good enough. But I will say this, and being pretty close to field level, our receivers dropped a ton, a ton of passes. And uh, look, at the end of the day, we said this last week, you know, when teams make the next step, Jordan and they they're trying to get to that next level they don't make the mistakes that Arkansas is making right now and so we're not quite there we're not to that point I was very proud of me look we were down 21 to nothing dead as a doornail going into the third quarter they rose up came back I'll give them a lot of credit for that but and we'll talk about this here in a little bit but it'll be really interesting to see how they respond in what really and truly I mean this is a must-win game to turn the season around in Starkville yep. with with a potentially unhealthy KJ Jefferson at this point. Yep, totally agree. It's it's totally a tough agree. time. It's a tough time for both of our programs, my friend. But hey, you know, hey, the good news is I'm used to being here. And uh, but hey, welcome, welcome to the party, welcome to the cellar. <laughs> welcome, welcome here, welcome here. This is not the party <laughs> I, I wanted any part of. Here we are, here we are. Amen, amen. That's you know, right. And of course, it's on the year that we decide to start this stupid podcast. Yeah, uh, of course, of course. So hey, the, you know, so, of course, all the people text us what all weekend. Oh boy, can't wait to hear the response on the pod, well, folks. Hey, we're keeping it G-rated. We are yeah. keeping it G-rated, my friend. 
we're cursing you under our breath, but on the pod, we're keeping it G-rated. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Our day's coming. Our day is coming, my friend. I don't know when, but dead coming. I've been saying that my whole life. It's coming. It's coming. It can't get any worse than the last two weeks. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's dead well, on. Dead well, on. Drew, we'll, we'll move on to uh, a recap of our top five picks from, from last week. Obviously, starting with, you know, obviously, we talked about Arkansas and Bama, so we'll We'll, we'll move past that one, although we, we do have to mention the fact that you let your heart get in front of you, you pick the hogs, and it cost you. Yeah, but you, you were sweating a little bit in that third quarter, though. I mean, I, you know, for, for a second you were sweating. For a second well, you Well, you know what? You, you won the week anyway, so you went to 15-10 and 10 on the season. Uh, you moved a spot ahead of me. I dropped down to 14-11, and 11, uh, but you, you could open up an even bigger gap if you would have just, if you would have just put your pride aside and, and taken taken the tide, but uh, we are where we are. So yep, I like that rhyme. That was a good little rhyme you pulled out there. I like that. Good stuff. It's, just, uh, it's the sleeplessness deliria. So <laughs> here we are. Yes. Um, about, uh, your upcoming matchup. They had a they run our top five games this past week with Mississippi State against A and M. Yep. Yep. And yep. wow. One of the, you know, one of the few teams that really should be happy with the result of their game. I mean, Mississippi State took A and M behind the woodshed. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the Mississippi State. I, you know, I think both you and I were expecting all year. Yes, I agree. And and you know, this this was this score was honestly painful for me to see as a Razorback fan because this is what the Hogs should have done to A and M the week before, and what they would have done. It was just a week a week later that they got exposed. Will Rogers could do no wrong. Three hundred twenty nine yards, three touchdowns. Um, you know, Max Johnson was just meh. Uh, you know, the whole day. Haynes King got in for a little bit. I will say this: Devon A. Chain, he, he he's one of the best backs in the country. He's a great player. But anyway, long story short, the better team won on Saturday. But uh, but you didn't pick Mississippi State, did you, Jordan? <sighs> I swear I'm gonna stop putting A and M in the freaking five top five games. No more because I am I'm zero and three on their games the last three weeks. Okay, I'm writing you a know, note down on my pad here. Uh, Jordan Wallace, known Aggie lover. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Everybody heard that. Everybody heard that. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. No. Off my list. They're not making any more top five games because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it wrong every time. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yes, but, sir. Well. One of the other big games, we had Oklahoma State and Baylor, and, you know, I, I thought that was a pretty solid showing from both teams. I mean, Oklahoma State shot out the gates and opened up a 20-point lead pretty quick. Baylor fought back. They had a chance in the fourth quarter, um, had a pass go right through a receiver's hands and, and just dropped in the defender's hands. But, you know, had that not happened, they were only down one score at the time. Might have been a different ball game. But either way, Oklahoma State looks – strong on both sides of the ball. I mean, that's, that is a legitimate team right now. And that's a legitimate win that they got on Saturday. Yeah. You know, Oklahoma state, they're playing really, really well right now. And and Spencer Sanders is playing well. I I just, I don't know, man, they, they seem like they've got all the pieces at the moment. And we're going to kind of get into some of those things a little bit later with our ass librarian question, but um, there's some really, there's some really solid things going on uh, in Stillwater at the moment. They, they, they look like the real deal. And, that, and, and again, Baylor, I feel like we're kind of a broken record on them lately. But they, they didn't play bad, Jordan. 
I mean, they really didn't yep. play bad. And so, same thing as uh, – oh, gosh, the other game. Oh, the BYU game. You know, we didn't feel like they played bad that game either. No. But, they but anyway. They played they tough opponents. And, yeah. And at, at some point, yeah, if you want to you wanna be talked about, you can't come up short every time. So That's right. That's right. You know. That's right. But, again, you know, with Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders has long been plagued by turnovers. That's been his biggest issue. Now yes. he's he's finally gotten better at that, and, and it makes them more of a contender, I think. So yeah, I, I think so too. You know, I, I hate to step outside of our our comfort zone with the Big Twelve SEC, but we did have a big top ten matchup with Clemson NC State. Um, pretty pretty solid game. I mean, I man, Clemson's starting to look better and better each week. They've clearly fixed their offense from what it looked like last year, which was horrendous. And their defense is just as good, so that is a that is absolutely a contender. Well, it's, it's just obvious that uh, Brent Venables didn't play that big of a, a role. <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding about that. No, I on a serious note, you know, and again, we, we laugh saying this, but we can't say his name. DJ Ukulele, uh, our boy, he he really, you got to give this guy credit because he has taken a lot of trash over the past two years. Yep. He's playing well. I just I feel like Dabo had just a couple of years there where they were in limbo, identity crisis to a point, and they just kind of steadied the ship. So kudos there. I'm not saying they played any big uh, heavy hitters at this moment, but uh, they're they're lurking outside of that top five, right in that that range. And so they are a team to keep an eye on. Yep, agree. All right, we'll wrap up with uh, the big SEC showdown of the week with Ole Miss and Kentucky. Big, big win for Ole Miss. And, you know, I, I picked Kentucky in that game. I thought Kentucky was a strong team. I didn't know what, what to expect out of Ole Miss, but they just keep winning. Yeah. I, you know, remember the name, baby. Quinshawn Jedkins. Everybody's talking about Zach Evans, which rightly so. But, man, Quinshawn Jedkins is a man child. And uh, he played extremely well. And, uh, yeah, we're – Ole Miss fans, you guys are for real. That was a huge win uh, in Oxford. A great environment. Should be very proud. Kentucky just continues their streaks of being really inconsistent. And, uh, you know, but, hey, nonetheless, great, that's a, great win, Ole Miss. That's a tough road environment. I, I, I would be too hard on them, Drew. I think – I mean, it's Kentucky. So, I, I think they've had a heck of a season so far. But, again – in this game, they did the same thing that Utah did against Florida. You saw it at the end. I mean, Kentucky was down there, first and goal, down by three. I mean, you literally, you are inside the 10-yard line. All you have to do is not mess it up. I mean, you you should have a chip shot field goal to, at minimum, go to overtime. And what's the yep. one thing you can't do, Drew? Turn the ball over. And you that's know, exactly I, what they did. I just, no offense to my, my old Miss brethren, but you saying that that's a tough environment just makes me realize you haven't seen a game at Oxford before. So, uh, you know. That's it's, true. It's a, it's a stadium that holds roughly 55,000 people. I mean, it, it can get loud, but it, there's nothing nothing well, daunting I, about Oxford. Nothing ooh, daunting about Oxford. Ooh, so. I hear all these good things about the Grove, and that's what you tell well, me. Well, I mean, tailgating is wonderful, but the game experience, <laughs> come on, come on. Oh, in their defense, you're asking – I mean, the guys are showing up in suits. I'm not sticking around in the heat <laughs> in, the, in south, you know, yeah. in, in the middle of the fall. Ugh. But, hey, I would be scared, too. If I, if I looked up in the crowd and there were fraternities fighting each other in the student section, that would scare me, too. 
So that, that, that would scare me too. And that did happen Saturday. So there you shots, go. Shots fired. <laughs> we had to do it at some point, right? We had to do it at some point. Hey, congrats, Ole Miss, inside the top ten. Seriously, great win. Well, let's do uh, – let's move on to stock up, stock down. I, I One we just talked about, Oklahoma State. I, I don't even know what the ceiling is for this team, but right now that is a legitimate-looking team. Um, and as much fun as this is going to be for me, stock up on TCU as well. Just a dominant performance. And, again, just like Oklahoma State, they're still undefeated. They've got a big and, – and I it shocks me to say this – a big undefeated Week 6 matchup with Kansas. So, who who would have thought? Um, yeah, seriously. And, and as far as wrapping up that in the Big 12, OU, big stock down. I mean, their stock is plummeting. They're falling out of the rankings. Now, OU can absolutely get, get the ship corrected, but at this point, they've got too many tough games left. I mean, I, I think you could pretty much count them out of the conference title game. So, big mm-hmm. stock down for the Sooners. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the Big 12 stock up, stock down? Big 12, you know, I told you earlier before we came on, Big 12 making some moves, I feel like, right now. Of course, I had similar to you on some of the stock ups. But, hey, listen, I know it pains you to hear this, but you got to keep giving K-State stock up. I mean, Adrian Martinez played pretty darn good again. Let's give Texas a little bit of credit. Big win over West Virginia uh, coming into a big weekend with OU. Um Boy, it sure feels. It sure seems like Neil Brown is in big trouble uh, up at West Virginia. But down, I already talked about your boys. Don't not going to pile on Iowa State. Boy, you're you're trending down quickly, uh, Matt yep. Campbell. Maybe this is the maybe this is the year that Maddie Maddie boy is going to leave leave the homestead. And then I've got. I hate to give Baylor a stock down, but Jordan, at some point, you got to win these close games if you're yep. going to be at the elite level, kind of like the Hogs. Um, Baylor stock down this week, um, but you know, alas, playing some good ball, playing some good ball. Well, we'll we'll move over to the SEC and a team that you are perpetually putting a stock down on. Missouri played the game of their lives. <laughs> Took out Georgia. I mean, yeah. You know, again, this was one of my big three bets. Was Georgia minus twenty five and a half points? Like I, I expected even if Georgia sleepwalks in this game. It's like, it doesn't matter. They still win by four touchdowns. Yeah. I, I have no idea what Georgia was doing. I mean, obviously, they, they had to settle for a whole lot of field goals, but still, it's Missouri. Yeah, nine field goals. Pretty amazing. Amazing stuff. But, yeah, hey, listen, Missouri was one of my stock ups. I, I've hated on Mizzou every week, but even in a loss, and I know it was painful, Mizzou fans, heck of a game. I really thought you had it. Um <laughs> You know, but it came down to the wire. SEC is tough. Uh, but anyway, definitely stock up to those guys. I gave, uh, as much as it pains me to say this, I actually give LSU stock up, despite only passing for a whopping five yards in the second half, Jordan. They won. Um, but True. Uh, they, they, True. they just keep winning. They keep winning. I, I got I to gotta cut in here because you have a stock up on LSU and I have a stock down. Okay. Go so ahead. I, Go ahead. I, man, that was a down 17 nothing to a just bad Auburn team who's looking for any excuse to fire their coach. That was an awful performance from LSU. I, their, their, their offense is horrendous. I mean, outs, if, if they don't get the, the strip sack, um, there's, 
there's just no chance that that team wins this game. And it's a bad Auburn team that they had to beat. I, I think they get, I think they get beat at home this week. We'll get into that, but no, I, I am not high on, on LSU. I didn't say I'm high, but it's hard to give a stock down to a team that's four and one that keeps winning close games. And hey, they were down seventeen zero, came back to win it. You, you got to give them some credit there. Got to give them some credit keep, there. Keep in mind, you this is a four and one LSU team. LSU, big brand, four and one, and they are just barely in the rankings yeah. at at twenty five. So they're not impressing people a whole lot. No, but I agree. I agree. And then I'll give. Uh, I tell you, I, I will give Ole Miss a stock up. We've kind of already talked about that. I- incredibly impressive uh, showing on Saturday. And then I'm going to give, it hurts my heart, Alabama a stock up. I mean, to do what they did with uh, Milrow in at quarterback in the second half, and for you, those of you who haven't seen the, uh, the Nick Saban rant uh, today uh, on Twitter, go check it out once you listen to this podcast because he got super upset about game planning for, you know, backup quarterbacks and things like that. But Milrow came in, steadied the ship. I thought that was a growth sign for uh, these guys who are eyeballing a national championship, that things are not going to get in their way. Um, stock up on Alabama for me. Okay, fair enough. Well, you know, our, our team's both, I think, you know, Arkansas slight stock down. I don't think it's a big thing. I mean, they showed a lot of a lot of fight to try to come back against Alabama. But, you know. Again, slight stock down on, on Arkansas. Like I said, a big stock down on the Sooners. Um, so don't feel bad. I mean, that was just one thing I, I forgot to mention, Drew. OU had won eight straight games against DCU. This was not a program they st- they struggle with. And like I said, they didn't they didn't just get upset. They got blasted. So yeah. yeah. Now we'll we'll move on from there. But you know, big stock up for both the Mississippi schools this this week. Um, They'll be excited to hear that on the podcast since they don't have to read it since they, you know, can't. Um, and, hey, real quick, I, I got to say this. Stock down in the SEC. Auburn, you're absolutely horrible. Auburn, the last, uh, let's see, eight second halves, they have been outscored 104 to 21. Okay? They is are that, absolutely, is that bad? Yeah, that they bad? are absolutely – atrocious at this point. And then, you know what? This one's going to shock everybody, and this might be the only week this happens. I'm giving Georgia a stock down because here's the deal. Somebody is going to have to step up and be a playmaker in this offense outside of Brock Bowers. I was about to say Brock Bowers? I mean, the outside of Brock. I mean, it's going to be Darnell Washington. Is it going to be some of this, you know, 18 running backs that they have? You know, Stetson, Stetson and Brock can't do it on their own. So somebody, and they will, they will, Somebody's going to have to step up here. And yeah. uh, to see them struggle the way they did with Missouri, uh, it just wasn't a week where it just, you know, then you see Alabama do what they did. So, it, you know, it just goes back and forth every week. But I, yeah. I'm giving them a down this week. Giving them a down well, this week. And, you know, it, it is interesting that the number one team struggled like that. But honestly, Drew, that leads us in perfectly for our question this week. It's time to ask the librarian. So we're back for our Ask the Librarian segment. Again, any any of our listeners that want to make a point on the pod, have a question they want to ask, hear, hear some debate about, send it in to us however you want. Um, I'll go ahead and read off what this week's is. So we have two that I felt were very similar in, in what they were asking, so I, I decided to include them both. The first one is, 
Do you honestly believe outside of Georgia, Bama, and Ohio State, there's another team that can win it all? Uh, that comes from big Tennessee fan and alum, Michael Shelton, good friend. Um, the other question is, will the expanded playoff actually result in different national champions? And that comes from probably our only Boise State alumnus uh, listener and Sam Cook. So big shout out. Thanks. Thanks to both of them for submitting questions. Um, Drew, let's, let's kind of get into it. We'll start with the first one. And, and because they are so close together as far as a question, not really. I mean, you know, with Georgia, Bama, I, for a long time now, I felt it's Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Clemson. And of those five, nobody else is going to win it outside of there. I mean, those, those teams are just in it every single year. Um, obviously not this year for the Sooners, but Clemson had their year last year. So there's going to be down years for most of them. Um, but for the most part, yeah, outside of a freak show of an LSU team with Joe Burrow, I don't, I don't see it changing. What do you think? You know, it's tough to say. It's hard to see that. However, you know, you've got a Michigan that's rolling. If they if they do nah. keep rolling, they could wipe out. Well, I'm just saying they could they could wipe out an Ohio State towards the end of the year. Clemson I just can't see it happen. I don't think they're far enough along. And then my next step would be in Oklahoma State. And while they've gotten so much better, are they really ready to knock on the door? I can go ahead and tell you, Tennessee is not ready. So it's hard. It's hard. You know, it's hard to find a team that will battle Jordan at that level. You know, those three teams. And I'll tell you this real quick. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but boy, Jordan, Ohio State looks sharp. And yeah. with watching Alabama and Georgia every week and seeing different struggles, I can't stand Ohio State. But I'll tell you this: it's really leading to a head-on collision here towards the end of the season should be interesting, but long story short, I don't see any of those three or four teams that are in that uh, six through 10 range being able to reach uh, far enough up to, to get to that point. Yeah. And, and I, I don't disagree. You know, the, the one thing I will say is Ohio state does look sharp, but not on, maybe not unbeatable per se. I mean, you don't have a, just a dominant team out there this year. So maybe this is a year where something crazy could happen. Like a, and again, I, I like Tennessee a lot. They've got a great quarterback. They've got a great O line, maybe. And, and and I completely agree with you on Clemson. I think Clemson's great, but I don't think they're quite back to the same levels they were with Sean Watson um, and those teams. So I, and USC, no, I, absolutely not for so many reasons that I'm not going to get into. <laughs> but you know what? But to go into that second question too, that I, I will say. You know, I can't remember the exact question, Sam. Sorry. But the playoff, anything can happen in a playoff situation. And that's why I love it. Because while these three teams may play great every single week, you just – if you just get into the playoff, who knows what could happen? I mean, who knows what could happen? What I I agree with with one game, Drew. I agree. I agree. Who knows what could happen? Tennessee could beat Alabama. Absolutely. Can Tennessee go beat Alabama and then beat Georgia the next week? I just – well, you know, and Jordan, the cream rises to the top. Well, you're right. And, Jordan, the thing that plays into college football that may not play into, like, March Madness and things like that is physical health. I mean, these yeah. guys have to be able to stay healthy, whereas Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, they can lose one guy next man up. You know, hey, if Tennessee loses their top guy, is there a guy that walks in that can, that can fill that place? I mean, 
it's yep. a battle of uh, attrition. You know, attrition. For sure. It really, yep. it really is. And so, I probably not initially, but boy, as a fan, it gets you fired up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally agree. Well, yeah, I think we can both agree that Boise State's not winning a championship, regardless of how big that playoff is. Sorry, yeah. Sam. Hey, 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 off, off on a tangent though, Sam. This is for you. This should have been your third question. Does in a magical, weird college football world, does Brian Harson make his way back to Boise, <laughs> Idaho? I could see it happening, baby. Auburn's going to kick him out of the door, and he's going to be on that plane flying back into the blue field, man. Welcome I, I, with open arms. <laughs> I do, I do find it interesting that that Brian Harson's name is popping up in coaching yeah. top coaching <laughs> candidates for other schools. He's still the head coach at Auburn. Like, I wow. love it. Well, that's got to hurt his heart a little bit that everybody yeah. knows he's getting fired. But yes, sir. I, and yes, I, and sir. I will say, Sam Sam also sent me another little fun factoid. There apparently are only two winless teams left in FBS football this year. Mm-hmm. Those two teams, Drew, are Colorado and Colorado State. Mm-hmm. So I think if anything, this tells you people that you should not legalize marijuana if you fo- if you want your That's football right. team to succeed. So yeah, it's screwing them up, man. You can go, you can just tell, you can just tell, no doubt. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll move. Yeah, we'll move on to next week, and we'll get into our top five games. Um, you know, obviously the big one for you, Drew, is going to be that Arkansas game. I'll let you. I'll let you kind of take it, and I'm curious to see what you see, what you what you think about this one. Um, go for it. I, uh, I'm scared. I'm kind of scared to pick this one right now. And here's the reason, you know, today the news came out that KJ is experiencing concussion like symptoms. He's going, and they, Sam would not commit to saying he's in the concussion protocol. However, he's not a definite. He wasn't warming up at practice today. I don't think he practiced. So yeah, I'll make it real simple. I mean, and I'm going to have to make a real call here. I, I realize that. Uh, not fair on a Monday. But anyway, yeah. uh, but if he doesn't play, I mean, that's a definite loss, obviously. If KJ wins, which I'm just going to go – or if KJ plays. If KJ plays, Arkansas cannot lose this game. If they lose this game, the season's over. This is a game that you have to win. I think it's a must win. I'm going with the Hogs. Barely, barely, oh, barely, barely, barely. I'm talking like 31 to 28. I mean, very okay. close. I, I love Will Rogers. I could see it going the other way, but I, I cannot see Hogs losing this game. I, if KJ plays. Okay. Now, I, I think it's important for our listeners to know about your you and I having conversations throughout the week and weekend. And so after Arkansas lost to A&M, it was all, woe is me from Drew. We're going to get destroyed by Alabama. <laughs> by the time you've recovered from your emotional damage, you get on the pod last week and end up picking the hogs to win. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> you know, you got all pumped about the game when, when Arkansas started to rally, and then it's it's back downhill for you, and you're like, no, we're we're a trash team. You, you said some horrible things about the hogs, Drew. <laughs> And I was like, I'm just waiting for it. I know we're going to get on that pod. And Drew's yep. by that point, Drew's going to be like, I'm taking the hogs. Yeah. So, I'm just telling so. you, we can't lose this game. I just, if KJ plays, we can't lose. But this this will be the last week that I put my, my neck on the line. I can tell you that. So, <laughs> And, you know, again, like you said, it is tough. And I, I completely agree with your sentiment here. Um, I, I think I think Arkansas needs this game more. And if KJ plays, 
I do like the Hogs. Since we're talking about this on Monday, we don't know who it's going to be, and I've got to make my pick. I, I I get a sure bet basically if KJ doesn't play, and I still get a coin flip if he even if he does, or better than a coin flip with it being in Starkville. Uh, I, I'm taking the Bulldogs. I'm sorry, Drew. I love you, but mm, mm, mm. yeah, I will. Okay, take I like it. Mistake as you put them on our on our sheet for today. Oh, sorry, so, sorry about that, Hood. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so well. Hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a chance to do the same to me now because the next game on our top five games of the week is going to be OU Texas, the Red River mm. shootout. Go ahead, Drew. Let's hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this really – I had a hard time picking this game, Jordan. I really did. And not to spend too much time on talking about it. OU's up against the ropes. Huge game. Throw all the flipping stats out the window. This is the Red River – Rivalry, baby. This is game day. Who knows what could happen? Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still to my, to this point like fifty fifty on this game. Um, at this point, I'm just gonna take the Sooners because I just think this game means so much to them, and they've got to win this. And I have zero faith that Texas can be consistent and win multiple games in a row and win in a big environment. I don't know. Well, I, and I'll tell you this, Jordan. Again. This is why it's so hard to pick this. We well, is Dylan Gabriel going to play? Do we know that I yet? Couldn't tell you. He now he See? has been confirmed. He is in concussion protocol. Okay, okay. I tell you what, I, I flipped no. my pick because I forgot. No, no, I, I forgot. Okay, I'm taking ta- ta- Dylan Gabriel doesn't play. Texas is back, folks. He he is not. If he will not play, they're not winning. Texas wins this game. Texas wins this game. Okay. Well, let me let me educate you on a few things, Drew. As a as it corresponds to the quarterback position in the last five years, Texas has lost to five different OU quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. five years, Mm -hmm. five quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Spencer Rattler, last year, Caleb Williams. Now, whether it's Dylan Gabriel or Davis Bevel, could it be number six? Maybe. Um, This is the first time Texas has been favored in this game since 09. So, Obviously, it's been dominated by Oklahoma the last, you know, 10, 15 years. A lot of things say OU's on the ropes. They come back and win this. I'm not going to be one of those people. I'm saying hook them horns. Texas takes this game. I, I, I hate it, but it, it's going to happen. So, Painful. Painful. Regard, honestly, regardless of Dylan Gabriel plays or not, in, in my mind, I think Texas wins either way. So, okay. I think for OU – this just needs to be a step in the right direction after the last two weeks. You don't have to mm-hmm. win, but you gotta you gotta show me something. If they just mm-hmm. roll over and die, this season is gonna go right down the toilet. Yep. So but what's you know, we've talked a couple of the big twelve, you know, seller dwellers with OU Texas. Let's talk about the big boys, Drew. Let's talk Kansas TCU. God, these winning programs. I mean, I know. We need Class to talk of the Titans more. Class of the Titans. Yep, yep. Great, uh, exciting matchup here, Jordan. Uh, you know, first time, Lawrence, Kansas, game day's coming to the house, big-time environment. Um, but I tell you what, it, it's gonna, game day is going to be a blast. But, man, after that game, it's going to be sad because Kansas is going to have an L on the record. TCU is going into Lawrence, ending the fairy tale on Saturday. Oh, you had to do the Jayhawks like that. I had to. You know it's going to happen. It's like, well, it's, it's coming, brother. It's coming. It's, it's coming. But it's 
it's been coming for five weeks. Like, I, they just keep winning. They keep finding ways to win. They didn't even score in the second half against Iowa State this weekend and still managed to win the game. Yep. So, yep. Uh, and historically, Kansas has been terrible, but the one team they've always, for some reason, had success against has been TCU. Um I want to. I want to take the Jayhawks so bad, Drew, but I'm not going to do it. You know, TCU. Yeah. Even they they might have a little bit of a hangover after the OU game, but I think, I think Max Duggan's good enough. They they end up winning this game. So it, mm-hmm. it, the the Cinderella, it's time to leave the ball. Your glass slipper is about to get broken. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, let's uh let's go over to LSU Tennessee. A team LSU that you apparently have stock up on. How much stock <laughs> up, Drew? We taking we taking the Tigers? Go Tigers this week? Well, go Tigers? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, was that a, that was like a Minnesota accent? That was not a <laughs> that was not a Louisiana <laughs> accent. Sorry to all my Cajun brethren out there. Mm. Yeah, that was that was bad. Jordan, man, would you like to have Kayshawn Butte? Would you like to have his Butte on your on your team? Would you like to have him on the Sooners on your sideline? Would you like to have him over there? like his attitude okay you don't like his attitude well i would take him on my sideline but through three games he has six catches on 16 targets for zero touchdowns and zero catches of 20 yards i don't know if he just freaking hates his quarterback or if his quarterback hates him or if he hates playing for lsu now his uninvolvement is a really bad deal and uh, I just really I read that stats, those stats, and I can't even believe it. But anyway, this isn't even close, Jordan. Sorry. Tennessee rolls big. Ooh. LSU comes back to earth. Uh, Tennessee stock is just way up right now, man. They're the real well, deal. But so is LSU, according to you. How, how now, are you going to pump well, up their stock and then have them lose a home game to Tennessee? It, it's a weekly deal, Jordan. A weekly <laughs> deal. Okay. Hey, but here, you know, at first glance, I looked at this game. If this was a night game in Death Valley, I might have felt different. But this is an 11 o'clock – isn't it? Yeah, 11 o'clock kick in Death Valley. No, this – yeah, we're, we're going Tennessee on this. I, I, think, I think you underestimate the ability of the LSU faithful to get hammered by 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. It, it, could be, it could be an 8 a.m. kick and they'd be drunk. So Good, good point. Good point there. Good point. That being said, they're going to want to be drunk after this one because Tennessee is going to do some bad things to them. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think Tennessee wins, and I don't think it's close. So, I think so too. all right, we'll so we'll too. we'll wrap up with a a bit of a layup, an easier, you know, a Pac-12 game. Nobody will be up to watch it. Yeah. So, let's uh, talk Utah and UCLA. All seven of their fans have got to be jacked about the about the Bruins being undefeated at this point. Yeah, I just got. I just. What do you think, Drew? Who I wins? Just literally. I just literally passed out a little bit. Uh, I mean, I just can't believe that, that we're even talking about this game. Can you, honestly? <laughs> well, you know I, I, you know, I don't feel too bad because I can't imagine, one, UCLA having enough fans to care about their team. Two, yeah. they're not going to find our podcast even if they and, did. So, <laughs> and, this is, and by the way, this is at the Rose Bowl. So yep. there will be there will be 7,500 people there. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that that thinking, home field advantage. Yeah, no doubt. I'm taking Utah, no doubt. Um, you know, Utah's – I think they're going to take care of this fairly easily. I don't know. UCLA is a weird team. Chip Kelly has made this weird anomaly down there. So, anyway, long story short, not spending too much time on the Pac-12 because they don't deserve it. Utah wins. Well, I'll be asleep. I'll be asleep before this game starts, I'm sure. So, yeah, uh, you know, and again, I think 
not even close. I think Utah punches them in the mouth and, you know, shows shows UCLA for what they are. So, yes. all right, Drew, upset picks. Now, you keep, you keep trying to throw one or two in and getting some multiple <laughs> picks on your upset picks, and you still get them all wrong. You can hold um, me to it. Hey, I, I, I hit it last week, though. Boston College beat Louisville. Go me. Go that, me. Was, that, was, that was quite the big upset you called there. <laughs> so, Safe. Safe. You're, you're, and you're not, you're not the only one. I took Purdue, who was a sizable underdog over Minnesota, and the Boilermakers pulled it out. Yep. So it's like they were a Purdue and not a Perdon't. So, oh, oh. dad joke of the week. Dad joke I've, of the uh, week. Yeah. So that is, I, I've gone three out of the last four weeks, called an upset. I, I'm going to hopefully make it four or five, and we're going to stick in the Pac-12, Drew, and I know you're going to like it. Washington State upsets USC this week. I like it, and that one makes you feel just fantastic. No, I, I would be I so sad for Lincoln Riley. I know, I know. Uh, are you gonna now, what's your one? one? Yeah, you're going to you, pick oh. one, Drew, <laughs> and you're going to live with it. One pick. Okay. You know what? I'm probably going to be wrong on this one, but I'm going to stick my, my, my <laughs> neck out. Me. I'm going to give Shane Beamer some love, even though I really think they're terrible and I can't stand Spencer Rattler. I just – I think Kentucky is not for real, man. They're inconsistent. I think they're going to catch Kentucky on an off week. Maybe a little bit of a – you know, even we could throw them in our hangover category as well. I think South Carolina gets a really strange, ugly, close win over Kentucky this weekend. Mark it down. Uh, Gamecocks go into Kentucky and get the win. I can see it. So. Yep. Well, since you mentioned the hangover, we'll, we'll go ahead and jump into that. Um, uh, you know, one of my hangover teams that you might might be interested in, Mississippi State might have a little mm-hmm. bit of a hangover. They're, they're probably thinking pretty highly of themselves after they beat a, well, sorry, sorry, A&M, but overrated a Aggie football team. Um you know, but I, I guess my, my big one's probably going to be UCLA. They, they made a statement win by beating Washington last week. Again, after everybody else, everybody else was in bed, so nobody saw it. But big win for their program. They're, they're feeling good about themselves, and now they're going to get hit in the mouth by Utah. So UCLA yeah. is going to get hung over, and Utah is going to take advantage. I can see that. I can see that. I actually wrote – you know, what, what is it with me and all these multiple picks, Jordan? I don't know. I like, I like having choices, I guess. But <laughs> um, I've got, uh, am, amazingly, I can see this happening. Kansas State could be on hangover alert for sure after several good weeks. Not convinced that they can string another one together. I can see Iowa State pulling up a big win uh, over K-State. I've also got Florida State over NC State. I can't imagine how much they had to get up for this Clemson game. Don't really feel good about them uh, going over uh, to beat uh, Florida State. I'm taking Florida State over North Carolina State in that game. Okay, that's fair. I I could see it. So let's uh, let's move on to our big three bets of the week. Um, obviously, last week I ended up going one and two on that after going two and one the week before. So this week again, sticking with Big Twelve SEC games only. Just those are the games I watch. Those are the games I feel the most comfortable with. And one that we talked about, Tennessee is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite going into Baton Rouge against LSU. I'm, I'm heavy on Tennessee there. I think they throttle the Tigers. So, I, I think LSU's getting more credit for, for beating Mississippi State at home. Um, but, again, like you said, it's an 11 a.m. kick. 
not a night game like last time. Tennessee rolls in this one. Take them, take a minus two and a half. Take a minus three and a half. They're gonna, they're gonna win this by two touchdowns. Uh, yeah. The the uh, the other one that I don't like as much, but I'm gonna have to say it. I got, I've got Texas at minus six and a half. I, I do not think Oklahoma can keep this within a touchdown. I really mm. don't. Um, mm. I, really, I know. I've only bet against OU a few times in uh, my betting career, but they've they've managed to make me money every time. So, you know, I, it's tough for me to bet against the Sooners, but this is a situation where I would do it. Um, and then I'll wrap it up. A little bit of a hangover, possibly, for, for Oklahoma State after their big win over Baylor. So come back home, comfortable. You're playing tech, Texas Tech, whoop-de-doo. Nine and a half point favorite. No, I like the Red Raiders. Give me the nine and a half points. I think Tech keeps this within seven. So, those are the those are our big three bets of the week. Uh, we can we can move on to your your quick hit questions if you want, Drew. Well, real quick, Jordan, because I think we do a disservice to our listeners if not hitting the other big games of the week in the SEC and the Big Twelve. I'll hit uh, SEC real quick. It's a good slate. Talked about Arkansas, Mississippi State, Tennessee, LSU. Missouri, Florida, big game for both teams there. I think Florida wins that one. Auburn, Georgia, ooh, that's ugly, nasty, nasty game. Uh, Georgia's going to win. That's what we said about. That's what we said about Georgia, Missouri. Trip, trip, very trip. trip. Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, yeah, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt. Not, not crazy about that one. South Carolina, Kentucky. We talked about it, and then the Jimbo Bowl coming. To Tuscaloosa, Jordan, not even <laughs> close, and no mercy to be had. It will be no ugly in Tuscaloosa, my friend. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the Aggie offense doing a whole lot in that game. Um, and it, it, you know, maybe it's a situation where they could catch Alabama sleeping. Not, not when Jimbo was running his mouth at Nick Saban during the offseason. That is, that is the last thing I want to do if I'm a head coach or player. I am not trash talking Nick Saban. No matter what, I don't want Alabama angry with me. No way, so. no way, no way, no way. But uh, but yeah, to our blitz quick hit question of the week to round it out, Jordan. More coaches were let go this week. Paul Christ let go last night. Uh, crazy Colorado's coach is out now as well. Out of all the current open jobs, which one would you take, Jordan? Wisconsin, Colorado, Nebraska. Arizona State, Georgia Tech. And by the way, between those coaches I just mentioned, that's $67 million in buyouts, Jordan. Wow. 19 and a, 19 and a half comes from Paul Christ. So I'll ask you, which job are you taking if you're on the market today? Well, first, I'm not on the market, Drew. I'm, I'm married. So the co-eds at Arizona <laughs> State do not do me any good. Um <laughs> You know, if you want to talk stability and, and being a solid program, and you got Wisconsin's not a bad pick. But for me, I, I don't understand. You know, Nebraska does not have a great recruiting base. It's tough because they're in the middle of nowhere. They're not close to Texas. They're not close to California. And the states that surround them are not big talent. They, but they've got a great fan base. They've got plenty of money. They, they have everything they need to be good. Eventually, they're going to they're gonna hit on the right coach who's going to going to get it figured out um so without a doubt I, I i out of those five nebraska is definitely my my choice i like it i tell so, you what i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw a curveball at you i had nebraska on my list 
I would take Georgia Tech. And here's why. Here's oh, why, Jordan. No. Georgia Tech, incredible, incredible recruiting base in Georgia, Georgia that Georgia. Southern Corridor. You're mm. in the ACC, who you can compete in. You don't have to compete against too many big guys. You can win and win quick. Um, you have, like I said, you have plenty, plenty of support there. You're in a major city. Kids are going to want to come there. I honestly think that could be a job. And remember, they won a national championship in 1990, Jordan. It wasn't that long ago. They they could they could legitimately um, compete. And so I'm just saying, just thinking outside the box. I'm not saying I would want it. Now they'd have to pay me some good money to come. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but anyway, hey, why not? Think it outside the box. Interesting well, deal. I de- I'm definitely not taking Colorado uh, <laughs> or Arizona State. I can tell you that right now. Well, no and way. I and I always respect your ability to not not care at all about being wrong so <laughs> hey i'm gonna put, my, put myself out there yeah you, know? you go be a yellow jacket so i, I you uh, know what yeah. before before i let you have a quick question for you okay fire away which one of these gets corrected first mm, the like o- yeah the oklahoma defense the arkansas secondary slash defense or the texas a&m offense <laughs> I know they're all train wrecks. Which one? Uh, which one gets cleared first? Oh man, 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 man! Gosh, Jordan, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I think I'm going to go with Venables on this and say the OU secondary. And I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like, but I know what the Razorback schedule looks like, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't give me a whole lot of. Uh, a lot of hope. So I'm going to say Brent Venables is a mastermind. That defense will get better under him. Uh, and I hate Texas a so I'm definitely not going to pick them. So there you go. Oh, shots fired. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's a little beef. Well, you know, it was it was a rough uh, it was a rough weekend for the Aggies. It was a rough weekend for the Sooners, the Hogs. So many teams had a rough weekend. Um, even the teams like Georgia that won, you know, you, you watch your team struggle against Missouri. That's a rough weekend. So yeah. that the great thing in college football that we all love and we all cling to is next week and hope. All we need is just that little bit of hope that next week's going to be better. So, um, you know, until next week where we have our hopes just dashed against the rocks again, uh, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, we'll see you here next week. Hey, hang on to that hope. Enjoy the game this weekend. Thank you for joining the Southern Blitz College Football Podcast. Join us next week for more previews and picks of the week. Good luck to all, well, most of your favorite teams.